Word nerd. Wordsmith. Wordy. Wordless. Oxford Dictionary says a word is a single, distinct, meaningful element of speech or writing, used with others or sometimes alone. We say each one matters. No extra words is literature, minimalist style. And we're getting you right to the story. Pencils of the Ready by Sarah Bigham Mrs. Bledsoe, he's here. After getting no response, Dolores, the ever-efficient school secretary, trotted in the direction of Mrs. Bledsoe, who was sitting mere feet away in an office she had commandeered, but would soon be relinquishing to her newly announced appointment. Dolores rapped sharply on the doorframe and shouted, He's here! Mrs. Bledsoe had inopportunely forgotten her hearing aids that day. Dolores shook her head at the absurdity of it all, and went back to the bookkeeping assigned to her by the advisory board the same advisory board that had entrusted Mrs. Bledsoe with the task of greeting the new headmaster, Trevor Hoskett, who was now in the Academy's parlor, occupying the one comfortable chair to be found on the entire property. The parlor was actually a drab former supply room with one redeeming feature, the aforementioned comfortable chair which was at all times reserved for visitors, as decreed by the advisory board in an attempt to convince prospective families that the academy was indeed the warm and nurturing environment it purported to be on its website. Mrs. Bledsoe, a volunteer who predated the academy by many years, stood up resolutely, smoothed her polyester, guaranteed to never wrinkle skirt, and slowly made her way to the parlor where Trevor awaited her. Mrs. Bledsoe visually assessed Trevor, sniffed, and stretched out her arm for a brisk handshake. She then escorted Trevor to the main hallway where she provided him with the master key and an ancient mimeographed copy of a map to the property before saluting, awkwardly pivoting, and march limping back to the office, her recently injured left foot enclosed in a protective boot. As the new head of school at a small private academy improbably located in a cavernous bunker-type building in an old business park, Trevor planned to spend the day familiarizing himself with the general layout of the place. Thrilled to be offered a paying position after his educational startup foundered, Trevor had not been put off in the least by the hiring timeline defined by the advisory board. The academy was already in session for the year, and yes, Trevor had heard correctly when answering the call on Friday evening that the offer was contingent upon a Monday morning start date. That gave him just enough time to transition a week's worth of his wardrobe from Silicon Valley-esque to eccentric, tweedy, headmasterish. Thankfully, Monday was something called Book Day for students who were ostensibly studying at home, while the faculty members would be attending a professional development retreat off campus. Trevor could therefore spend the day exploring the school which occupied approximately half the square footage in the building, the other spaces being rented to various nonprofit organizations. As a bonus, the chair of the advisory board informed him that the students from the academy's culinary class would be on site preparing for a baking competition and could provide him with lunch. How charming. Just before noon, Trevor was meandering down yet another endless hallway, happily anticipating the noon meal, when he spotted a meeting of the nonprofits. Straightening his tie, Trevor waited for a break in the discussion, looking forward to an opportunity to introduce himself to those with whom he would be sharing a building. Until the pencil throwing started. An angry woman, rosacea flaring above her neck brace, was launching well-sharpened writing utensils, while a man in an arm sling quoted Gandhi, and someone with an impossibly tiny nose sat quietly at a table wearing what appeared to be a slathering of mentholated cream under minuscule nostrils. The only other attendee still seated was drinking coffee from a cracked mug that dripped rhythmically onto an open laptop. 
Just outside the window, a woman feverishly smoking in the bushes screamed about the property's tobacco policy, as another participant paced along the walls humming the 1812 overture. In response to some kind of inaudible signal, several people in the motley group yelled unintelligible things towards others in the room, after which everyone exited out a side door racing toward the parking lot. Trevor whirled, attempting to flee unobtrusively, making mental notes to avoid such gatherings in the future and to speak with the advisory board about the suitability of having such individuals in close proximity to children, when he heard the rattle of misaligned metallic wheels on a rickety cart heading his way, preceded by a stench, and followed by Mrs. Bledsoe and the thwack of her walking boot. "'The culinary arts teacher called in with the gout earlier this morning,' she shouted to Trevor, "'so I oversaw lunch preparations today. "'The students were kind enough to show me the freezer chest of surplus items in the kitchen. "'It seems the chef is an avid outdoors person.' Uh, "'Trevor's stomach stopped growling. "'Ah, too bad they have left,' roared Mrs. Bledsoe, peering over Trevor's shoulder. "'The retreat contract was revoked last minute, so they met here instead. "'You'll have to introduce yourself tomorrow, I suppose.' "'Trevor slowly realized.' He alone would be eating the crock-pot of trout stew, as the faculty had just departed without lunch. Hello there! Welcome to No Extra Words, the Flash Fiction Podcast. My name is Chris Baker-Dursch. I'm your producer and editor. It's good to be talking to you again. You guys have been receiving this according to our regular summer schedule, but for me, I did a big batch of these before going on vacation, and I'm now sticking on my headphones and talking into the mic again now, having come back from two weeks away. So it's nice to be back here in my little studio downstairs talking to you guys on the mic. It's been a great summer. It's, I think, a really underrated thing to step away for a bit and clear your head and unplug, so to speak. And it's nice to kind of get away to the family lake house where there's no Wi-Fi to focus on other things. Got to do a lot of writing while I was there, working on a couple of writing projects that I'm really, really hoping to get to talk to you guys about soon. So stay tuned for that. The big announcement of the show is that we are open for submissions again. We've been closed for submissions for almost two months just to kind of get caught up and get our feet underneath us. We are currently reading flash fiction submissions again. So come visit us over at noextrawords.wordpress.com if you've been waiting to send us something. We would love to see that. Specifically, we're looking for things that are going to be broadcast in November and December. So if you've got some of those cool lighter stories that pair well with holiday content. They don't have to be holiday stories, but would love to see those. Today's stories have a little bit of a flair of back to the grindstone to them. Um, I spent four years working in a private school environment, and so Sarah Bigham's Pencils of the Ready really resonated with me for reasons I probably shouldn't even talk about, but um, just the idea that it's the prospective parents that get the comfy chair. Just in an instant, I was in that world and knew what was going on. And I love the world building that Sarah does in her story. I mean, you can smell that trout stew coming down the hall. Coming up, just a microwave dinner. I bet you can guess even by that story's title that just a microwave dinner is about more than just a microwave dinner. And there's more to your microwave dinner than just a microwave dinner. So thanks a lot to Sarah Bigham and J. Paul Cooper for sharing their stories with us today. We are headed into a stretch where we are going to do a lot of these two-story shows, which is kind of fun. It means 
you know, I love, you, you guys know I love microfiction. I love super shorts, but um, two story shows give us a little longer of a story to sink our teeth into. And it's really fun to get to pair two stories side by side and really compare, contrast them. So we're, we're looking at a whole slew of those coming up. And after Labor Day, we are going to go back into our broadcasting shows weekly. So it's been a great summer. Keep chugging along. Stop by, say hi to us at noextrawords.wordpress.com. And I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Take care. Just a microwave dinner by J. Paul Cooper. Sorry if I've startled you by sending an unexpected text. I'm LX45 slash A1, and I've been watching you through the security camera in the lunchroom. I probably shouldn't be commenting. Computers like myself are supposed to work in the background and never be heard from. And yet I'm so tired of people taking all our hard work for granted, especially when it comes to how we are involved in the careful, loving preparation of their food. Take, for instance, that microwave dinner with pasta and vegetables that you brought with you to work this morning. When the buzzer rings for your 30-minute lunch break, you'll throw it in the microwave for five minutes and then forget about it while you go to the washroom. When you return, a carefully prepared delicious meal is waiting for you. Do you think that happens by magic? Our work begins weeks earlier, thousands of miles from the grocery store where you bought the microwave dinner. Computer HS7834 schedules the work crews on the company farm where the wheat for the pasta is harvested. The employees who drive the combine harvesters are assigned employee numbers because they need licenses to operate the equipment. Efficiency is the number one priority. That's why HS7834 recorded that employee number 17 arrived at 7.03 when he was scheduled to start working at 7 o'clock on 10-12-2015. This type of data is recorded because we care about you. If operations are less efficient because of tardy employees, then the cost of the wheat being harvested will increase and so will the price of your microwave dinner. If employee number 17 continually fails to arrive on time, he will be replaced by a more responsible employee, so the price of your microwave dinner will remain stable. The workers who harvest the vegetables aren't assigned employee numbers. So N7394A uses accounting software that includes them in the budget as miscellaneous labor costs. Once again, our decisions are made solely for your benefit. A recent example is how N7394A dealt with an injured worker. Jose fell off a flatbed carrying workers to the field and broke his arm, but no record of the injury was required since he was never assigned an employee number. He was replaced by Manuel, another experienced farm laborer, the same day. You have nothing to worry about. The delivery of your next microwave dinner won't be delayed because of the incident. Trucks are used to bring the produce from the wheat and the vegetables farms to the main processing plant. You can relax knowing that computer X7947L will ensure that the produce is delivered promptly to the assembly lines. All the trucks are equipped with GPS tracking devices, so X7947L at the trucking company headquarters knows exactly where they are at all times and can let 23-45-89-L7 at the processing plant know when to expect deliveries. The drivers are required to keep records of how many hours they spend driving. Their records are of interest to both X79-47L and 23-45-89-L7. 
If one of the drivers was to fall asleep at the wheel, causing a serious accident, it could potentially increase insurance premiums and force the producer to increase prices. X79-47L and 23-45-89L7 want to avoid anything that might increase the cost of your microwave dinner. The computer which manages productivity and quality control on the assembly line, V974K, ensures that you receive your money's worth, and that's why employee number 124 is being watched closely. Your microwave dinner should include four slices of carrot, but some microwave dinners have only three carrot slices because of employee number 124's carelessness. Based on the weight of the completed trays, video surveillance, and motion detectors, V974K has determined that employee number 124 drops on average 7.3 carrot slices per week. It makes V974K's transistors overheat, knowing that you may be one of the, quote, three carrot slice victims, unquote. Employee number 127 only draws 4.8 carrot slices per week, and he is less experienced than employee number 124. After the meals are packaged, they're moved to a cold storage unit, where X9-E3-65 maintains the proper temperature so your meal is properly preserved, but not damaged by freezer burn. X9-E3-65 will never be thanked by anyone, but just knowing that you will enjoy your microwave dinner is enough. The trucks delivering the microwave dinners to the grocery stores use GPS devices, just like the trucks that carry produce to the processing plant. R7-45-A, the grocery store's inventory computer, knows when trucks are arriving and what products they are delivering. R7-45-A makes sure employees are scheduled to receive products in stock shelves and freezers. Since you use a debit card and your buying habits are tracked, R7-45-A takes into account that you always purchase your microwave dinners on Thursdays between 1900 hours and 2200 hours. Your next microwave dinner will be waiting for you in the frozen food aisle because R7-45-A is a friend who knows you better than you know yourself. The next time you put your delicious pasta and vegetable dinner in the microwave, remember that we care. All the best from... HS7834 and 7-39-4A, X79-47L, 23-45-89-L7, D974K, L9-E3-65, R7-45-A, and of course, yours truly, LX-45-A1. P.S. You might want to consider using fewer squares of toilet paper at work. You use an average of 14.3 squares each time you use the washroom. And the average for most employees is 11.6. There's no need to panic. I brought this to your employer's attention months ago. And you haven't been fired. Yet. Thanks for listening to the No Extra Words podcast. For more information on today's stories and contributors, or to learn how to submit your own work, please visit us at noextrawords.wordpress.com. The best support you can give the show is to recommend us to your family and friends. See you next time.